Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Paranormal Peeps podcast. Uh, we've got an uh, interesting show for you tonight in the uh, terms of uh, para-unity. Um, before we get started with that, uh, my name is Josh, and I got with me... Uh, Jamie. And we also have the team, or part of the team, actually, from Broken Wings Paranormal. Hello. This is Steve. Hi. I'm, I'm Rob. Thanks for having us. Yeah, welcome. you're welcome. So kind of... Tell us a little bit about Broken Wings Paranormal. When did you guys get started? So we're about we're less than a year old. So mm, <gasps> newbies, love it. Yeah, I want to say about maybe seven, eight months ago, somewhere in there, maybe even a little longer ago. But you know, it's always been a, a thing. Um, when I first started it, it was hard to get people to join me because everybody's kind of scared of that or little too skeptic or you know afraid they might bring something home and you know and i i get it i don't blame them right but yeah and then uh once i started getting some some people it was uh it started changing around now everybody wants to do it and <laughs> and it's kind of it's, it's tricky to get you know you can't please everybody obviously but um so now we're trying to step out of our our comfort zone and try and do some ghost tours now so that's going to be new fun so, yeah right on Right on. So what made you decide to start a paranormal group? All right. So um, the major thing, <laughs> and it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Aside from my own paranormal, you know, happenings um, that I've you know dealt with in my personal life, um, you know, my mom came to me one day, and you know she'd been seeing a medium. She's a uh, you know uh, kind of reading up on all this different supernatural stuff. And she's like, your dad came through this one time and et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, okay. She's like, somebody has been shaking my bed and I'm just like, oh, okay. And then the same day, uh, another friend of mine, who's uh, a truck driver, he said he heard a, um, a, what is that called? An out of body, oh, disembodied voice, disembodied voice. Thank you. So here's a disembodied voice. And, he was going around a curve up in, he's driving through Wyoming somewhere and it's kind of a dangerous area and the weather wasn't on his side. And he heard a disembodied voice that told him to slow down. And as soon as he got around the curve, there's a herd of deer walking across a, the road there. And, and he, he was so baffled by it that he called me and was telling me about it. And he was just, I could hear it in his voice that he was just kind of like, what's going on? You know, this was the craziest thing in the world. And then, uh, my other buddy, and this is all in the same day. Jeez. Hits me up. And and I know. And I'm like, I feel like I was a magnet for all this paranormal stuff. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what's going on? Why is everybody telling me? Even my girlfriend said something about it. She's <laughs> like, what? what? What's going on today? And my other buddy hits me up. He's like, tell me. he's He's got poltergeist stuff going on. He had a pin thrown at him. The washer keeps pulling itself out from the wall. And it's like stretched by the cord. Uh, a lotion bottle. Flew, flew off his dresser and just all this crazy stuff and and uh his you know his uh couch cushions were flipped and he had a little um kind of like a miniature bench that he had a planter sitting on and the bench was flipped upside down the planter was put right back on top of it and just all this weird stuff and i'm just like okay and he was so scared that i uh went and picked him up and he stayed the night at my place him and his girlfriend so it was, you know, and at this point, and I, you know, I've been watching the paranormal videos and stuff, and I follow some YouTubers, 
you know, and I've kind of made my own, you know, thoughts about it and stuff. And I'm like, all right, you know, I've had stuff happen, but I'm still skeptic because I want to know more, right? Yep. So I made the purchase of a spirit box and it took me about a week to even touch it. I was scared to touch it. I was like, I'm afraid something's going to come through and talk to me, you know? And so by the time I finally got the nerve to, to, to use it, nothing came through for me, you know? And it, to be honest, it was a low quality box. And since then I've, uh, upgraded and gotten a little bit further, but, um, I wanted to help people as well. I wanted to help spirits. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what I want to get into this. Um, I started finally getting stuff coming through and it was, you know, relevant. So I was starting to make a, uh, uh, I started like realizing like, Hey, there's actually, you know, definitely something here. Right. Yep. Okay. So after I started using the, uh, spirit box a little bit and trying to kind of get out there a little bit more. Um, I started researching like, you know, different spirits, like, um, just kind of the whole world of spiritualism, right? Yeah. And there's so much out there, you know, between heaven and hell, demons and angels, etc. And, you know, a lot of it's based on religion as well. And you, you could go anywhere, you know, it's like a, it's like a rabbit hole. Oh, no, um, it most definitely is <laughs> a rabbit hole. Yeah. And so, I was like, okay, I want to do this, and uh, that's so that's kind of where I started up with my name with like uh, Broken Wings. Uh, I was thinking of you know like a lot of these spirits who haven't crossed over. They're kind of like I look at them. He's like they're they're like all kind of angels in a way that just haven't gotten their wings and been able to take off yet, or you know go to the light, etc. Yeah. So that's kind of where I kind of moved into that spot. So all right, yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of like we all have that moment, right? Where it's like yeah. There's that, that one thing that makes you start wanting to do this more. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, having three people come to you in the same day, like. Right. It's like. It's like a sign. It, yeah. it, it was. That's <laughs> like, and that's kind of how I took it. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, now, Steve, now he's been doing it a lot longer than I have. He's been doing it longer than all of us. Yes. All of us. And, <laughs> and, so. and combined, by the way. And right. he's your so newest so member. As far as, right. And, yeah. And, uh, and uh, he's been awesome to be on our team. You know, he's very tech savvy. Um, he's came up with some new ideas and new ways for us to do our ghost hunts, which is, you know, awesome. It's been great having him on a team and he keeps me motivated. So it's been phenomenal. Great. Yeah. You got to have that. So what, yeah. Steve, what got you into this? Well, since I'm the oldest person in the room, um, uh, I started with, after I saw a, we'll call it an orb at a cemetery in St. Petersburg, Florida, I really started getting interested in it and back then being around 20 years old. So, or sorry, 30 years old, um, we had digital cameras and K twos and that's about as far as anything went back then. Right. Yeah. Unless you were using like homemade dowsing rods, like you would have, those were around, but the really at that time, all you really had was cameras. Didn't have a phone, you know, no cell phones. It was just a camera. And a K2 so, mirror and a flashlight. So right. this is back when, like, you're at home and you don't even get the push button phone. You got the rotary no, phone. Got, no, not quite that. <laughs> old. But it still hung in the kitchen and you still had the buttons and it was heavy. And when you got pissed off, you could rip it off the wall and throw it. <laughs> um, but after that, I started doing cemeteries in Florida and got away from it for a while. And then as I got older got more interested in it. And my first visit to new Orleans and doing a ghost tour 
is what really got it started, probably mid-20s, or sorry, mid-30s. And ever since then, it's just been off and on and off and on, visiting places, the you know, the oldest town in America, Fort, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Yeah. Visiting there and going through the old the old jail there and the fort and visiting older forts in like St. Petersburg, there's Fort DeSoto. We went through that. Um, did some group investigations at the old jail in Fort Lauderdale. Um, just had great experiences. And the people, like the people in this room, they're also similar for the most part. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, similar interests. Right. When you, when you have an interest like this. The people that are also interested have that same type of attitude. They might not want to put the time in and and actually go out and do the work. Right. But they have the interest. Yeah. And I just, and after I left Florida, moved to West Virginia, obviously plenty of places in Shepherdstown and Waverly Hills and things like that out there gave us a a lot to do. Yeah. Most of those were large group tours, but- uh, never really. Our group that we had in Florida was only like nine people, and we would split the places up. And like the old jail, you'd have no problem twenty people in that place easy, and not cover it. Yeah, in, in a day. Um, but it, you know, it was an expensive hobby. Being younger, couldn't do it all that much. Now that I'm back in Utah, got lucky. Don't, don't even know how I how I even find you. <laughs> I'm not even sure how that happened. Um, but just just looking through paranormal groups on facebook because you know oh this might interest you on facebook and yeah just happened to find this group and meant to be it must be yeah, yeah so absolutely. now i'm i'm the equipment tech and yeah he's an investigator a, he's so. built a couple things for us so like uh he's added speakers to our k2s for example he's uh done the research and designed a uh, sls uh device which is it's structured a, light sensor camera. Exactly. So I can pick up like stick figures in a room. It's a uh, infrared light. Um, Built out the connects. Exactly. Uh, the sensor X- for yeah. the Xbox connects. The Xbox 360 connect is the one I built it off of. I mean, it's, it's mine's probably heavier than the ones that you actually see on TV, but it, it it's not something you're carrying around full time. Yeah. Um, that'd be awful. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's not great. Um, but it's it's a great device. Uh, it's it's, really it's cool. almost a must have in your in your arsenal. Um, harder to find now because the Xbox 360 Connect is kind of hard to find one that actually works. Um, but building is no big deal. It's the same with anything else. I I would prefer to build than I I know what's in it if I build it. Yeah. I know what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Versus yeah. some of these things you see where they got little spinny lights. I'm like, what is it supposed to do though? Look pretty. <laughs> it's supposed to look pretty. It's supposed to look pretty. <laughs> yeah. um, no doubt they they have their purpose, but I I want to understand the purpose and right. That's why I dig into those devices. You kind of take that engineering look into it, the, right. the scientific methodology of what and why. Yeah, I'm not yeah. Bill Chapel, but we're a we're know, electronic well, engineers. No one at best. Nobody's <laughs> Bill Chapel. Nobody's Bill Chapel. But you know, I do my best. So, but you, so you talk about you saw an orb in in the cemetery when you're in your twenties. Yeah. So, what made you go? Hey, I want to know more. Versus, I want to run the heck out of this cemetery and not come back. Well, most likely because I've been watching horror films since I was ten years old. So, seeing something in real life versus what you would see on TV, at that point, you're like, really, what is that? Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it, it it's just a it's just a, a light, you know, and you, 
you would think, well, well, maybe it was something at a house, not possible in the middle of a cemetery, but you know, you, you, you try to debunk it. Yeah. You try to debunk it. And I, that's part of the reason why I do do this is, is to debunk things that just obviously can be explained away. Yeah. Right. You know, but I, I don't have a fear of anything like that. I mean, when I was really young, um, I had a, a, a strange out of body experience when I was really young. I swore that Joseph came and sat at the end of my bed. So you're talking the the father the of Christ. Father of Christ. Okay. Now I know it's it's all it's it's completely illogical, but I still have this vision to this day where I see Joseph sitting, and I ain't religious, far from it. I'm actually agnostic, but. I can remember that as a child. I've never had a fear of anything like that. My grandmother was a witch, straight up witch on my father's side. Okay. I mean, she could take a button and remove warts. She would do something with a button and she could touch the button on the wart. No medicine, just the button and a few words and those warts would go away. That's the type of person my grandmother was. Interesting. Wow. No kidding. So it's kind of like ingrained in your DNA in it, a sense. Very Possibly. Yeah, my parents were into it, too. My parents were into using Ouija boards and things, seances. We had seances in my house when I was growing up. We grew up totally different. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't grow up in Utah, so it could be slightly... Nor did I. Oh, okay. Nor did I. (laughs) I I grew up in the great uh, empty state of North Dakota. Well, (laughs) that might... (laughs) Are there ghosts in North Dakota? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's got to be at least, like, 40... Because like the you know it's like the state population, <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, no, I grew up totally different. I grew up terrified of this stuff. So. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. Like I couldn't watch horror shows or anything. I'd rather go ghost hunting than watch a, a horror show that's going to jump scare the crap out of me. I hate jump scares. Oh yeah, hate them. But I could do paranormal all day long. Yeah, that stuff is fascinating. But that's how I prepare for this. <laughs> you watch horror movies. I watch horror movies. I'm like the jump scares that they don't work anymore. You know, it's like. Yeah, see, that's like that's one of the misconceptions I think when people think about para- people in the paranormal is they're like, oh, you love horror movies, and yeah. it's like not no, all of us. No. No. no, now I watch the Hallmark Channel more than anything. <laughs> well, so, that's definitely uh, like the opposite end of the spectrum. There, I, I watch the Hallmark Channel because everybody's a winner. There are never losers on the Walmart channel. On the yeah, Walmart that's channel. true. Never <laughs> is. So that's as true. long as it keeps everybody in a positive attitude. So, you, you you know, you watch a Hallmark movie on Friday the 13th right after that, and you keep it on that even keel. <laughs> it evens it out, yeah. Yeah, yeah so you got to keep it keep it level. Yeah, but keep always always end with the horror movie, like, right before you go to bed. That's... <laughs> I would be the opposite. It keeps me yeah. stable. <laughs> keeps me stable. <laughs> you know, if you're not watching Saw at least twice a week, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Still haven't seen those movies. Probably never will. I haven't either. No, no. That's probably like my wife and I's favorite they're pretty series. Good, but they're, uh, they watch at least once and then that's it, you know? See, I, <laughs> I watched Poltergeist when I was six. Oh, goodness. And shortly after that, I watched The Shining. And that basically traumatized me for the rest of my – up until I was 40. Let's put it that way. Or I would, near 40. I would agree. I saw a Poltergeist at the drive-in. So you were a little bit older than then when you saw Poltergeist. Yes. Yeah. A little bit. So you kind of want to watch it now 
Cause it's like, I can take it into context. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw my first movie at the drive-in was Jaws. Nice. Interesting. That's cool. I like Jaws. Yeah, yeah. That's a good movie. Books are really good. It too. was Jaws and Blood Beach double feature at the, at the drive-in. That was the first real movie that I went to. Yeah. I was three and a half. Okay. Ooh, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah. that far back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. We definitely had different, different, uh, <laughs> different upbringings there. <laughs> That's funny. So what, uh, what's the, what's your favorite place that you got that each one of you investigated? It doesn't have to be together as part of broken wings, but in your, in your time of investigations, What's your favorite place that you've been to investigated? You know, um, ooh, this one's a tough one because um, they're they're all interesting and have their own unique things that come through. Some might have this, some that other one place might have that. Um, but the place I've got the most activity, I would have to say, is going to be the Benson Grist Mill, and I know tons of people have probably done that place, but especially in Utah, literally. That place I have had, we've had family come through. We've had uh, animal spirit come through. We've had uh, a lot of the people that these cabins were owned by come through. And we've had friendly and negative. That was the first time we had an experience where our teammate got the three slash marks across her leg. And then we had our spirit portal say that we scratched Erica and I I didn't even ask it if they did. You know, I I could have swore Erica scratched her leg over in the uh the wool ruins back behind the old mill there. And oh yeah, she's That's like, no, this just place. happened recently, and this was either on the second or third floor of the the mill. And she had uh she's wearing capris or whatever, and she had three claw marks right across her ankle. And and you know we do, we do have it on our video as well that we did on our YouTube channel. And it's just is mind boggling. Like you know, we didn't realize it. Um, this the portal it came through about ten minutes later after we would after that incident had happened. Erica and Brett and um, what else did we have with us? I think that was it at the time. They were out locking stuff back up because we were getting ready to go. And I asked the spirit portal, "Do you guys have anything else to say to us before we leave?" And it's all we scratched Erica, and it's like. I look at my buddy Jesse because me and him are in this. We're in that um, the mill building, the second one where they grind up the mill, small, small mill. mill, small mill. Yeah, yeah. And when we went in there originally, we had bats flying out at us. And Eric and Brett are like, "We don't do bats." <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, me and Jesse will, you know, take out this one thing." And that's when it came through. And I'm, I look at my buddy Jesse, and I'm just like, you know, looking at him like, "Did you hear what that just said?" And Jesse's like. I don't even know where Erica is. And then we ride, you know, without skipping a beat, the portal's like, she's outside. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I'm just like, awesome. I was just like, oh my gosh, what's going on? You know? That's cool. <laughs> and uh, it was crazy. And uh, yeah, so that was, that was probably the biggest like, woe factor I think I've had. Cause since then, I, none of us have been, been scratched that I can recall anyway. But it doesn't seem to be something that, We've experienced a lot either, the people getting scratched. No. Well, Elisa, that one time at- uh, My old work. Corporate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My old job. Yeah. But- And when it comes in threes, they say that's like a mark against the- uh, mock against the Trinity. Right. Mm-hmm. Usually usually meant to be a negative entity or demonic. Right. 
Three so, scratches, three knocks, those sort of yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've had three knocks happen a lot in my own personal life. And I, I would even wake up and be like, yeah. Like I thought somebody was like a roommate was at my door or whatever. And nothing. Nothing. This is like three in the afternoon when I, you know, because I used to sleep during the day and go to work at night. So I'd work out, work throughout the whole night. So yeah, it's just kind of weird. So I've had the knocks. I've had, uh, I've had uh, some my one of my craziest experiences. I've had, I've had somebody sit on my bed, and you could feel it sink in. And I'm just laying in bed, like, okay, maybe my mind's just playing tricks on me. You know, I'm, I'm gonna put the blanket over my head a little bit and uh, just relax here and try and go back to sleep. Is this then, before you started investigating? Yes, this okay. is probably when I was like 15 years old, and uh, that's probably the most memorable experience I've ever had. And, um, <laughs> about a minute later, I feel it get back up off my bed. I, cause like 30 seconds, 40 seconds went by. I'm like, okay, good. It's probably just in my head, you know, and all of a sudden I feel it get up and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Almost sounds like a loved one checking on, I in think, on you. And I think that's most of them that come by. Cause like when I, uh, um, was having some, some, uh, issues with my blood, um, I started getting. Sorry, that's me. <laughs> I started getting like uh, crazy stuff um, happening to me constantly. Yeah. Almost on a daily basis. The lights in my bathroom would go on and off. Toys would go off in the front room. Uh, a coin would drop. Uh, a piece of paper would be sitting next to me, which is like a flutter. I don't know how to how to explain it. Like somebody, like somebody was holding it in there. They like tapped on it and it just kind of, you know. Yeah. Ripples. Yeah. Yeah. Ripples. And, um, just random weird stuff. And I and I honestly thought I was turning into like a paranoid schizophrenic, you know? And I I uh told my daughter about it. I was like, Hey, I uh I woke up to a coin dropping the other day. She's like, Okay, well, I don't want to sleep in my room tonight. <laughs> so she's like, I'm gonna sleep upstairs on the couch because you know, my room's right next to hers. And I'm like, Okay, yeah, sure, I get it, whatever, you know. You know, take the dog with you, maybe she'll make you feel better. And uh I, I come home for work because I was working graveyards at the time. And uh, I got home at like five or six in the morning. And I'm like, how was your night? Because she was basically waking up as I was letting the dogs out and everything else. And she's like, good. I heard a coin drop. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, in the kitchen. I'm like, okay. I'll go and look in the kitchen. And I find a 1918 penny on the ground. And my dad used to collect coins. And I think it was my dad just showing her that I'm not losing it in my head. Right. Because I really thought, I was like, I <laughs> I thought I was losing it. And uh, and I'm like, okay, thank goodness. That kind of reconfirms that, you know, I'm not losing it, perhaps, and that, you know, maybe there's, you know, something going on. And then I finally went to the doctor because, you know, I was trying to put it off. I'm stubborn. I hate the doctors. I just, oh bad vibes when I go most there. Most of us do. <laughs> and uh, so I, I get there and, uh, you know, I get some medicine. They figure out what's going on. I come home. Nothing happened. Nothing anymore, you know? So I'm just like, okay, I probably loved one again checking in on me, you know, trying yeah. to yep. trying to get me to do something. So yeah. Get it's your attention. Interesting. Yeah. So what about you, Steve? Your I, most mine would be a toss up. It would be between Marie Laveau's house of voodoo or the old jail in Fort Lauderdale. And only because of the history. Um I think because you you automatically expect for there to be something with history like that. And it wasn't the scariest place. I, I mean, the scariest place was definitely not the jail. 
Um, there's really not a whole lot going on at the jail. You hear more, it's more residual. But Marie Laveau's, I don't know, that place has been there forever. Right. Yeah. And it just, you walk in and you feel like you're walking bare feet on nails. That's the kind of shivers you get up your spine when you go in. And when you shut off the lights in that place, Mm. there's things all over the walls, obviously. There's things hanging everywhere that can make noise. But those two places were probably the most interesting. But Marie Laveau's would be the most scary. Here in Utah, I mean, just I would have to say that I had a great time at Fort Douglas. Um, it, it was, it was a that place was really cool. Yes. The place is amazing. And, yeah. and you That's get, you great, get great EVPs and you don't need a lot of camera footage. You don't need a lot of, a lot of time there. Um, but to leave there and then one of the EVPs that we received was reinforced after we left the building, mm-hmm. we had finished and had gotten a name while we were in the library or the room right outside of the library, actually. Yeah, I don't know In what the that trophy room is. Room. It's the trophy room. Oh, gotcha. Um, where they keep the munitions, and old munitions and things like that. And we that's where we did our most of our EVPs. And then when we left, we, we stopped at the cemetery for a very short amount of time because it was, again, middle of winter and 20 degrees. Um, but the name that we had gotten in that room appeared on... Uh, German, like a, memorial like a German site. memorial site, yeah. right? And that name appeared. Wow, there were like twenty names on there. Yeah, there was like twenty names, and that name was there. And we had asked an EVP there if they had communicated with us there at the at Fort Douglas, and they said we did not, or I did not, something to that effect. Yeah. Did not, right? Um, was clear as clear as a bell. So, gotta have a favorite place everywhere. Yeah. And I mean every every place you go, it's different history. So, yeah. So that was a just to fill the people in on that. That was a German POD uh, POW camp, the uh, memorial memorial. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, but at the Fort Douglas, it was originally opened up as a kind of a, a safe passage for mail carriers um, to keep you know prote- help protect them from thieves and stuff. And then you know it was an army base. It and was then, and then a. Uh, it was huge. Yeah, it was actually it was like fifty something acres, if I remember right. Yeah, it. Um, if you're familiar with Salt Lake City, it it housed all of the University of Utah campus, um, yeah. and then further down. So it was it was massive. I think it was 500 acres. It was probably one of the largest structures facilities out here at the time. Yeah, considering it was, that was a, Mormon settlers that were here. I think it was the 1870s that opened up originally. I believe so. We were in two of the five buildings that were left standing. But. There's there's more actually. Um, yeah. There's more stuff there. What uh, what's neat though, and and for those of for those of us who don't even know uh, knew this even existed out in Salina, Utah. The reason why there's the the German memorial there and the the cemetery oh, yes. is because in Salina, Utah, we had a German POW camp there, and what ended up happening is one of the guards just snapped and he opened fire with a machine gun into the pow's uh tent and ended up killing 20 people 
and was that's funny. I thought it was like seven, but uh, or whatever it is. Yeah. It's it's he killed a grep of people, and that's why their names are there. That's why they're buried here in Utah. Yeah, you wouldn't say think they they moved their graves up to that um, Fort Douglas cemetery as well. Yeah, so you wouldn't crazy. think that you'd have Nazi soldiers buried here in Utah. So yeah, and the, and we were they were coming right through. So as as Steve was saying, our EVPs. The the first one that we got that, that came through so clear, like a, we'd call it like what, a class A. Yeah. Yeah, and it, yes. it came through and uh one of the uh uh one of our friends that came with us on that um haunt asked, Have you ever used any of these guns that were, you know, hanging on the wall? And we got back Masman Machen, which is and I had my German buddy who, you know, served a mission over in Germany for a couple of years, translated for me and he said that translated in, into one must do, so totally relevant. Uh, oh yeah, on, you know what what was said there, and then uh, just then, note he might not have said that right, but it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. it's either man moss mocking or mon mas. Yeah, anyway, you know we're not exactly native German speakers here. Yeah, well, we did bring the EVP, so we can go over those. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah, we got uh, we got one. We got one there too, but it it said one word, and it said Heil. Oh, yep. interesting! And it was right next to uh, the the sub, the actual machine gun and the Nazi flag that were there. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. My EVP went off right there, really good. I was like, okay, we should probably come back mm-hmm. and do this, and we never did. <laughs> yeah, we never got that. We never got yeah, back we out never, there. We didn't get around to that. No, <laughs> we it, were and it, too much fun. It is a large facility, but there's other buildings on there that were from that area. Um, there's an officers' quarters. There's an uh, an officers' mm-hmm. uh, club that's up there. Um, there's actually several buildings that are part of the museum itself. They're just not generally open to the public. Right. Yep. He was, he was saying that. Even the church that's there. Um, so if you, if you go, if you walk closer to where the hotel is, there's a new modern hotel. If you go, uh, past it to the like Northeast and then hang a left, uh, you'll go where the new like hotel is. And there's this old stone church that's there. That's supposed to be haunted too by a lady in white, which let's face it everywhere oh, you go, there's everywhere like a that. lady in white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But that make that, that doesn't necessarily not make sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, with so much, you know, so many spirits out there and everything, I believe anything is possible. It's, it's so crazy. And, uh, you know, even after starting the paranormal, like so much random stuff happens now. And I'm just like, you know, it's crazy. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like the spirits are attracted to us more, you know, cause we try to communicate with them. You're like a beacon after a while. I yeah. Think. I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. For sure. And I'll tell people, I'm like, Hey, you want to do like a spirit box session, you know? And they'll be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, they'll say maybe. And then, you know, and like. After I hung up with you, this happened. I'm like, yeah, yeah I believe it, you know. So it's kind of interesting, too. Well, yeah, because obviously every time I finish a piece of equipment, I don't test it inside. I have to take it outside because I'm not having that in my, and, inside and that's, my house. Right. And I feel so. like I kind of learned that lesson, too. You know, I feel like, yeah, you shouldn't test your stuff at your house no. unless you're really confident in your abilities to. Mm-hmm. You, you know. shouldn't investigate your own place. Agreed. No. Whoops. It's. <laughs> yeah, well, not not say that we haven't done it on well occasion. Yes, but we've done it because there was something here. Yeah, wanting help, and this is why I say sometimes after doing this for a while, you become in a, a way like a beacon, mm-hmm. and so they kind of seek you out if they want help. Yeah, or they need to say something. So it's kind of like that big sign. Come talk to me. Come here. Yeah, yeah. and and a good example is that when we went to Merker. Uh, 
cemetery. Mm-hmm. Um, it mentioned a date to us that yep. we're like, oh. Mentioned the 4th. Yeah, and we didn't even ask it for a date. It's and like, that was when we were supposed to be December going to Asylum 49. Oh, yes. <laughs> And then we were like, are you guys going to be going to talk to us there? And, just, you know, Steve asking them. And we had like five different voices come through. And one was like, yes, yeah, uh-huh, sure. All this. I was like, oh. Wow. See, I tend to believe the spirit That's box crazy. more when you get out to Merker Cemetery. For those of you who don't know, right. Merker Cemetery is – the only remaining structure from the old uh, mining town of Merker. Um, and it is in the middle of nothing. And all Up the graves are unmarked. Yep. Yeah. And not a single name on any of the graves there's, there. There's no cell phone. There's no radio. There's no radio, nothing. FM or AM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is like you're in no man's land out yep. there. So uh, just if you ever go out there, just be safe. Watch for snakes and and uh and be respectful and as be always. respectful. Yeah. We had a coyotes out there howling. Oh yeah. And we caught a, a really cool orb. It literally looks like a bubble. And I uh slowed it down, froze frame it just to double check it. It's so cool. And we got and our EVPs are really cool too there. Yeah. That place is a cool place. Yeah. It so. is. It's definitely. It was uh, 25 degrees. It was, so it was cold. Really cool. <laughs> what, oh my. Wait, okay, hold on a sec. We live in Utah. Yeah. It gets nice and warm and hot here. How is it that you guys are managing to go every place and be cold. frigid cold? <laughs> because we wait till the winter. Oh. Yeah. I'm not sure why that it's is. Because, um, you know. know, I haven't been on the team long enough to have done anything outside of the winter. I did a couple investigations with other with uh, like um, other groups before I joined this group. Uh, what You know, the, the public events yeah. where they take like 15, 20 people. And when I joined the group, I'm like... I don't want to do any more of this 15, 20 people. Yeah. yeah. It gets to be too much. I mean, if you're yeah. at Asylum 49, that's fine. Yeah. If you're anywhere that's that size, that's fine. 15, 20 people. You can do that. But you go to Benson Grist Mill. Yeah. If you want to keep everybody in separate buildings, you can do that. But if you're going to go do something small like the Ritz Theater, where two rooms, two rooms. Where mm-hmm. you can hear right through the wall, yeah. you you can't take fifteen twenty people, and but that's run by themselves. So they they do that. Then you know it's yeah. not a, yeah. necessarily a group, but that's hosted by the same people every time. So it, it was still a great investigation being at the Ritz Theater. But you just, I like the small feel. I mean, I, I would love to to co op and do more investigations in larger places. It doesn't even have to be larger places as long as you know. We're not stepping on. You're each not other's stepping on each other's toes. Yeah. Yeah. Everything goes fine. Well, yeah, because we did a co-op uh, at the Ritz Theater yeah, with you guys. We did. This was before Steve was on our team, but yeah. yeah. And and that was fun, and it was a, it was a neat investigation. But yeah, you could kind of hear through the theater walls, mm-hmm. which makes you wonder how in the world they ever watch two movies simultaneously <laughs> in that building. Yeah, yeah, they had to be fighting for volume control as to which one you know. Yeah. Either that or maybe that's where they show the Hallmark movies because. There's no action in those. And that's so. the first place they I've ever seen a crying same. room. They, a, oh, oh, a yeah. baby room. Yeah, they have the crying room. For, yeah, that's not what you think it's for, though. It's to take children when they were crying well, yeah. back in the day. Right, crying room. You know? Yeah, but um, yeah, you could go in there and know. cry. <laughs> that room was that room was ridiculous, man. Try, just trying to get three people in there to to do an EVP session was just not. There's fun. like eight mm. seats in there. Yeah, it's eight yeah, seats. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great place. I, it I, is. I had a lot of fun yeah, there. We caught EVPs right off the start. I was just doing B-roll with my camera, and I was stuff was coming through my microphone. Yeah. Now, that is Unprovoked. one place where we had multiple REM pod hits off of the stage. 
Yeah. Yeah. We had REM pod hits at the Ritz constantly answering us. And as soon as I would get up close to it, gone. So they just didn't like you want to be near They didn't it. want it, us to be anywhere near the stage. And I put it on as far as I, I could reach because we weren't. you're not allowed to walk on the stage. So I put it literally as far forward as you're not supposed to walk on the stage. So I put it as far out as I could do it. And <laughs> so we weren't close enough to where, and there's obviously nothing around it. So Yeah. Yeah, that's that, cool. That place, the first place I had a cat come through my spirit portal meowing. Wow. <laughs> and the lady there said that they used to have another cat there and that other guests have seen a cat there. And I was like, really? I was like, that's crazy. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that is kind of cool. But in fact, it happened that night that we were doing it. So wouldn't we co-opt? But I know you guys were kind of doing your own investigation, but yeah. Yeah, a little bit here yeah. and there. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, just kind of, you know, just kind of playing around and trying stuff out and, and uh, playing with that place. But no, I, I totally get Steve's uh, thought process of, because we used to do publics and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. uh, we did Waverly Hills. Um which was our first actual real big investigation, but there was a hundred people that in that cool. building, which yeah. that's a lot of people. Um, and it's, it's a big a, place, it's a giant but that's building. still too many people. But the problem yeah. is, is a lot of people were, as, as we call it, paranormal tourists, mm-hmm. you know, that like, I want to go, I'm, I'm on an investigation. So mm-hmm. one, they don't take it serious. They kind of play around in the halls. Mm-hmm. Thankfully they leave early. Right. But if you're, tra- you know, if you're in a room and then you got other people trying to jump scare each other in the hallway, it really makes it tough to actually do an investigation mm, yeah. of any kind. And we had two slightly inebriated people when we did the Ritz. Um, that oh. that's not the greatest. And when we did Benson Grist with the other with the other group, and it's and, and nothing against the other group. Obviously, they hosted it was, it was fantastic. But people, when you get that many people, the tourists, they don't, they don't. They don't shut up. And people start no, talking. You know, they, yeah. they yeah. just talk and talk That's and talk. We keep our and, and you don't want to be rude. You don't want to be rude and, right. and say, oh, whatever. You know, be quiet. You know, you don't want to do that because they're asking questions to the people because they don't understand or something. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to you don't want to shy people away from it either. So you grin and bear it. Yeah. You know, you do. You make the most of it when you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely pushes pushes you in the direction of like, you know what? I don't want to deal with this. So let's start our own group and yeah. just keep it small. And that's kind of how we, yeah, we kind of, we, we didn't want to, yeah, we didn't want uh, any, any influence. We didn't want extra people there. We just kind of wanted to keep it small, short and sweet. And mm-hmm. honestly, I, I was thinking, you know, one or two people in the group originally. And, um, I originally hit up, uh, my buddy Brett who I, you know, play computer games with and just, you know, do all kinds of stuff with. And, and I'm like, Hey man, you want to, you want to, you know, join our team? And he's like, nope. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, no worries, man. And then, uh, you know, I get a call from his wife, like, I don't know, a few hours later. Um, she's like, we're going to be on your team. Nice. Like, oh, really? Which is And mind? my buddy, Brett, before I could even ask him, yeah, before I could even ask him what happened, he's like, and just on one condition, though, I'm the cameraman. Because they're the last to die. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's something he would say. So, and I'm like, okay. So, she's like, yeah. As soon as um, Brett told me that, you know, he you invited him, she's like, I was, she got all excited about it, and I was like, yeah, heck yeah, cool. Because you know, everybody else has just been like, nope, I don't mess with that. You know, so right. that was cool. And, you know, she loves it as much as I do. And she and I found out she used to do seances and stuff back in you know her day and stuff. So. 
that's pretty cool. And Brett, he could care less, I think, about about some of it, to be honest. But he's starting to get a little bit more like, I want to get my own EVP device now. And he, he wants to get a night vision camera. So, you know, he's kind of got the bug now, too. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. It's yeah. an expensive hobby. It, <laughs> it really is. Especially, you know, some of these places charge a lot of money. Oh, yeah. they do. Yeah. And they do. It's, it's well, the insane. old jail, the old jail in Fort Lauderdale, even 20 years ago, is two grand. Oh, oh, that's a that's a crap of money. Yeah, and it, when well, maybe not twenty years ago, probably around fifteen years ago. But regardless, it's still a lot. I mean, you, then you would go to yeah. Fort Desoto for donation, kind of like Petitney is here. Yeah, and it'd be they'd be like, ah, oh, just get, you know, throw us a few bucks, and we'll just let you in here. And just, all they had to do was let security know that you were going to be in there for a few hours after yeah. dark. Yeah, you know, they would just be like, just hand them money. Um, <laughs> but a lot of these places, they're not expensive until they're on TV. Yeah. And oh, just yeah. because they're on TV doesn't make them any more active. Um, no. uh, th- that would be fantastic if that was the case. Then I would just, you know, okay, season one, episode one, you went here, and I would just follow right behind them. You know, that's just <laughs> the way it would, you know, just if that's how it works, then that's great. But that's not how it works. Yeah. No. Now, the most expensive place I've ever found is $1,000 an hour. Oh, Titanic oh, Museum in Branson, t- Missouri. Uh, yep. Oh. That would, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I wanted mm. to, uh, I wanted to die when I heard that, because um, <laughs> it's like it's five hours and it's a thousand dollars and it's an like hour. oh my god or a thousand dollars an hour at so least, five grand at least they let you though you know some people are like we don't like because we reach out to the people and we ask hey can we uh, you know research your venue or whatever they're like um no <laughs> like, we don't do that here and I'm just look like, at you like okay. you're complete and utter bananas like I yeah. was up yeah. and I was up actually out shopping for things to make spirit boxes out of uh, up in Magna and I, I was hitting all the thrift stores buying all the radio so I stopped at this thrift store in Magna and let me tell you the thrift store is really freaking cool I mean they've got some not thrift store items in there yeah <laughs> so I was talking to the lady and I you know I said, yeah, you know, she said, well, what do you, you know, told her? I'm looking for little radios because their shop's a mess. You can't find anything. And she said, no, I don't really have any right now. Um, not anything that small. And I said, okay, that's fine. And she said, what do you want it for? You know, if you don't mind me asking. And I said, well, I'm going to build paranormal equipment out of those little radios. And she said, oh, really? She said, we've had some people come in here before. She said, you've heard of Nona's up the road and stuff. And I know that used to be there. And obviously the that crew has been out there um and done investigations out there and known as it no longer exists unfortunately i would have loved to have done an investigation and known as and i said what do you would you what would you think Because she said we have weird stuff happening here all the time i said well what would you think about us you know doing an investigation here she said i don't stay up that late i'm not <laughs> sure i exactly believe in that I said, well, we don't have to do we it at night. She said, but uh, she said, I really don't know that I believe that it can't be explained away. You know, it, and I wasn't going to sit there and try and convince her, you know, that's, that's not my, you know, I don't want to, you know, and I know she's not going to let us in there on our own because right. she has tons of stuff and she don't know me from Adam, you know? So, you know, you look at some people, you ask them and they just look at you like you're crazy. And then some people <laughs> like her, she's just like, eh, just shy away from it, you know? Um, but there, there's, there's so many places out there. You, you can't run short on locations. No, it's just that's true. It's tough to find at times. It's tough to find people willing to let you in. Yeah, because you know, people think, and and 
each area is obviously going to be a little bit different from each other, right? Depending on the um, religious affiliation in the area. Yeah. Um, some places are like, no, no, <laughs> no, no, we don't, we're not going to talk about that. We don't, we don't discuss that. That's just, that's a no, no. Um, and other places, you know, they're super willing and allowing to, for people mm-hmm. to come in. They just want to, yeah. Some of them are like, okay, but uh, we want you to show us what you get. You know, we want to talk about it. And I'm like, yeah, I'd, you know, I'd love to tell you what we got. And uh, one lady was so thrilled with some of the stuff we got. Uh, she's like, well, I normally I don't let uh, don't uh, let too many people come up, you know, after they've done an investigation. But she's like, if you guys want, you just let me know anytime. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So it's pretty cool. And we've, you know, we've I showed her an apparition we caught, and our spirit portal picked up. I think the apparition because it was a little boy, and uh, the spirit portal or sorry, spirit box. So the difference is, you know, one is app based and one is um radio wave based so our spirit box <laughs> it it started uh, telling us you know name was luca three years old etc cetera, etc cetera. and i was just like oh that's awesome you know so that was pretty cool experience you know so when you can show the people that you're uh booking it from or you know doing the investigation from their own stuff that they can see in their own building you know yeah so yeah i i think one of the biggest issues is is unfortunately there's groups out there that ruin it for everybody else. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so if you do go out and, and you get to a chance to investigate a place, just treat it with respect and exactly, you know, mm-hmm. don't be a butthead. Don't yeah. ruin it for all of us. Yeah. Right. Cause a lot of places used to, and they're like, no, we're good. We let yeah. the wrong group in here and we'll never do it again. Yep. Somebody yeah. stuff goes missing or uh, stuff gets touched and misplaced. And, you know, especially some places like the museums, for example, they ask you not to touch anything, uh, stuff like that. So, you know. Well, for Douglas, kind of- they, I mean, they made it quite clear. Yeah. You went in there, they told you exactly what was off limits. Yeah. You know, if you can't do that, you are literally ruining it for everybody else. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's exactly what's going to happen every time, hands down. Yeah. It's either that or they're going to, they're going to jump up the price to, you know, if the <laughs> owner's the one who wants to do it, they'll be like, well, we'll just charge more and then we won't mm-hmm. get. We won't get jerks in here. Don't get the riffraff. Well, you hope. We won't get the (laughs) riffraff. You hope, right. Maybe a lesser chance. Maybe not, you know? Yeah. Some places, like, people will do rituals. um, Oh, yeah. And that... Or a lot of provoking. Provoking is frowned upon in some places, and we we do not do provoking. I don't recommend it. And, yeah, and that's the other thing is, you know, (laughs) I wouldn't recommend it either. Well, the problem is, is glorious TV shows. Um they show them doing it on TV and you know, it becomes the way, right? It's like, well, if the bear's not going to talk to me, I'm just going to poke it until it yells at me. Yes. Yeah. Um, the problem is, is one, you don't know what you're leaving for other people, but two, you open, you create this open invitation mm-hmm. and you don't know when the spirit's going to fulfill it. Right. Yeah. And so they could do it right now. They could Months, do it later. Years. You know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, they'll pay somebody else back for your for your shenanigans. Yeah, I mean, most of the shows have gotten away from that. In fact, I think even the one show that it was most common on is not as common as it used to be. I've stopped watching that show. Well, <laughs> so but, I, I still watch it for ideas. I mean, you know, I 
new equipment ideas and stuff. That's that's the biggest thing for me to watch. I, it's laughable at this point, but sometimes yeah. locations too. Sometimes it's like, yeah. hey, where can I go? Where because like if you let them in, like you you might be Maybe. open to letting other people yeah. in. Then it's just a matter of how many Benjamins they want when you well, good, show yeah. up. Good luck contacting any dollars. of those places <laughs> that you find in that twenty-five season running show that <laughs> will let you in. The, the, that in Utah will still let you in. Yeah, so you, you need to need some Discovery Channel money, and then you're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's there. But, let's face it. There are things that these shows because of of who they're backed by, mm-hmm. either discovery or travel or, you know, these big mm-hmm. networks. Right. It does give them leverage to getting into places. Sure. Like, really like does. W- one of the places I would love to investigate would be, um, the rock. I, oh, l- yeah. I would Alcatraz. love to go out to Alcatraz. Oh man. You and um, both. <laughs> but Let's to do, do private <laughs> filming out there is ridiculously expensive. Yeah. We've looked into it. They only it's... let you just a small portion of that place too, I believe. Well, the, Again, since it is big, if, be- <laughs> if you have money, yeah, you, you can do more. Like it's it's ten thousand dollars to film there a day. Wow. Well, obviously, can you stay the night though? You can stay the night. Okay. Well, for ten grand, ten grand though. <laughs> if you have just take just enough people <laughs> that it's only about okay, a ten grand. grand. Piece. Yeah, take no, take twenty, take twenty, five hundred bucks a piece, five hundred bucks a pop. I would pay five hundred dollars to stay the night on Alcatraz. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, and the the only other issue is you need about sixty pages of contracts and other fun stuff. But <laughs> but yeah, drone permits, etc. All comes out. Some places yeah. don't even let you do that. Oh yeah, I know we we've had it. So so what um what's the scariest thing you guys have ever seen or witnessed or have happened to you? You want to go first on no, this? No, you go first. Yeah. I'd have to think about it. All right. Well, I would say probably my first ever paranormal experience. Sorry, let me get a little closer here. So, my uh, first paranormal experience I had, I think I was about five or six years old. Okay. I was that- pretty young. Uh, we just moved into a new house and I was down in the basement. Um, my stepdad at the time was, uh, you know, it was an unfinished basement. So, they were finishing the basement. And, uh, I remember he went upstairs, he had his, uh, brother over some, you know, my step uncle was there and they were doing something on the wall and I heard something over there, some kind of scratching or something. And I go over there to look, look at it. And, you know, part of the wall, they had a kind of like a, what is it? Sheetrock going over on sheetrocked on fully on one side and they're sheetrocking the other side. So I'm looking in here in between the subframes and one of the sheetrocks is uh, pieces was going, you know, across the, uh, what do you call it? The framing a little bit to where it kind of had like a, an enclosure. So you could kind of reach in there. They hadn't cut the wall off or whatever they were planning to do with it yet. And I'm looking in there and I see this, like this, and I don't know how to explain it. It was a finger. It was a finger and it was moving and it was, uh, it was, you know, partial, partial hand that I could see just sticking through the wall. And I was like, what the heck is that? And it was almost giving me like a, hey, come here motion with the <laughs> finger. Come oh, here, little geez. kid. And then. Was it this finger? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. And then I, So I run upstairs to go get my mom and I bring my mom downstairs and I'm looking at it and it's gone. Nothing. And it's just all I see is the wooden frame there and blew my mind. So that was probably the, the weirdest thing, you know, um, 
And I've only seen, you know, one apparition in my face at once, one one time before, and it was totally different because I could tell this was like a spirit figure. Whereas this this hand looked like it was really there. Like I could reach out and touch it. Like it was, you know, I couldn't see through it or anything. It, was it, was, it wasn't opaque. Yeah, it was solid. Yeah. And it looked kind of like a green moldy, like a witch's hand or something that you would see, you know, from, uh, I don't know, like the old wizard, the Oz, wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, Oz yeah. yeah. And so that was really crazy. That was probably my most crazy experience. Well, I can imagine at five or six, like right. that I'd would terrify you. Yeah. Well, and I was, I didn't even fathom it. I was just like, uh, you know, I was like, what the heck was that? You know? So it was weird. But what about you, Steve? No, I'd have to say the weirdest thing and probably the scariest thing that ever happened was house shopping in West Virginia. Now we're an old, old, old mining there. town. Yeah. Um, all the houses are late 1800s, 1900s. I'm, there's newer stuff, obviously, but we, you know, we were shopping all houses because there's only it's, it's maybe five thousand people in the whole town. So, um, and that includes college. One of the houses that we went into, I think it was built around 1876, and in the basement. And the guy told us not to go down there, and we probably should have. In fact, my wife didn't go down. I was the only one that went down in the basement, and it had one of those wells. <laughs> oh, yeah, the old house wells. And I've never been scared out of a out of a building. And the stairs going down into the basement were just, they were just slats of wood. I mean, they were really not even stairs, because you're just going down in more of a cellar than a basement. Well, the well was still down there, and it was covered. Well, as I was turning to leave, the cover. Oh, geez. Like that. <laughs> Up those stairs, I went. <laughs> Maybe not that many taps, but something like that, where it was like a weird tapping noise on the, the wooden cover of the well. And I just, that was it. I was out. Now, I'm out. Nevertheless, we did not buy that house. In fact, the house we bought was built in the 70s. So, oh, wow. not the 1870s. Not the 1870s and 1970s, and it was all good. That's wow. crazy. It's interesting that the real estate guys like don't go down to the basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he must have either knew that there was something down in the basement. Or just didn't want you tripping and breaking your neck on really bad stairs. Well, and it was the same <laughs> weird feeling, you know, when you go down and you automatically, because they've warned you, mm -hmm. and this is part of the reason why I shy away from and desire information when I go to a location, kind of hot and cold on that, because sometimes I want to know something, but maybe not everything. Right. Right. I, I, you need an idea. I mean, yeah, you want your own experience, but you need to know something going in, right? So it's the same thing. So I go down, you know, he says, I wouldn't go down there. There's nothing to see. Well. Now you know you now have to I'm, go see it. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> when you say that, I'm going down. I'm Exactly. Because you know, all of the houses were creepy, but that basement. That took the cake. But it was the same thing when we visited Shepherdstown in West Virginia. And yeah, the show's been done on that. And no, we won't get into controversy or anything like that here. But um, you got the feeling because you have seen shows, you know what to expect. So you go to Shepherdstown. You go over by the water that runs under every house in Shepherdstown. And that's not a joke. The, that waterway runs through the whole town. Jeez. And you stand next to it, and you feel it. 
Like wow. you feel that energy coming off of that water. And that I, I truly believe that that water carries something. It's like a conductor, isn't oh, it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it's the same thing when you go to Gettysburg mm-hmm. and you don't even have to go there at night. You just go there in the daytime and you get out of your vehicle and you stand next to anything in Gettysburg. You feel the energy. You yeah. don't even have mm-hmm. to be as sensitive to feel it. You just know it's there. Wow. Yeah, there are those places, right, that just have that energy associated to it. Um, and, like, you know, like Gettysburg, right? That's great trauma. That's great sadness. There's there's so much emotion tied to that. Yeah. Right? We had a similar thing at, at Waverly, too. When we went into Waverly, you just you felt the building, and it felt, like, um, heavy. heavy and oppressive. And it was just this, this overwhelming sadness that would just like seep into you. Lots of worry, I'm sure. Well, you hear the word sanatorium. Yeah. Right. And you automatically know whether it was tuberculosis that killed people or whether it was mistreatment or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But you're, you're, you already know that going in. Mm-hmm. So you expect to feel something, but you don't know what you're going to feel until you actually feel it. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, well, you already know. And no, you don't until yeah. you actually feel it. Experience yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And each time, like, and that's the cool thing about going to places and investigating, right? Is like you go there one time and it had, feels a certain way, but you go mm-hmm. back and it's like, this doesn't feel like it did the last time we were here. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, like, uh, yeah, I, well, I guess I don't really need to explain it, but yeah, some of these places you go to a second time, it's just totally different vibes, different spirits coming through, et cetera, yep. so it's kind of crazy. Which is one of the reasons why you want to go back and do it again. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. we're doing Petite Neat. I mean, I haven't done yeah. it, but and we didn't even get a finish. Time. We That's didn't a fun get place. finish all, all the places in there, you know, because... Yeah. There's just not time. There's so just, exactly. well, we're going to split into two. We, got, we are inviting a few extra people. We still have a few spots left for people that might want to come. Um... It'll be a nice experience because, for one, we have five times more equipment than we had before. We have have a lot more cameras. Well, I don't know how much equipment they had before, but we have a ton of more equipment. Too much equipment. Uh, Now now you almost need a van just to bring the equipment, but that's okay. Um, Mm -hmm. But it'll be nice to go in there and, and... Set the new equipment up. Do two teams where you can split because it is large enough to split two groups apart. Oh yeah, and then you can switch sides, kind of like we did with Fort Douglas. You know, we were in one building for half the time, and then the other building the other half yep. of the time, and you just work it out. And it'll you'll you will get number one if you bring a different person, you're going to get different energy. Yeah. Oh true. yeah. Yep. So, you know, having other equipment with, with the with the music box and all that stuff that we're going to be able to set up, plus all the, the, the constant cameras, we'll find more stuff. Because he keeps saying, oh, well, I just keep buying all these night vision cameras. And he's like, well, you keep buying all these cameras. We've got so much more video to watch. Can you say that for me? Yeah, so, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of it's editing, a lot. especially when you're the editor. Yeah, yeah. So. When, the, when he's the editor. <laughs> I'm the tech guy. He's the editor. I think so, I spent eight hours once just you know editing stuff and i'm like oh my gosh i need a break so <laughs> but it's worth finding you know the more equipment you have the it does increase your chances yeah, in fact. um yeah. i mean i want to buy a dvr system now where we just have and i think that would be nice a good set of cameras yep got other one. Than, we, we got uh, one of those <laughs> <laughs> and you know what we've set it up we ran it for 12 hours 
And we haven't watched a single ounce of footage <laughs> off of it. <laughs> Where do we have the time? That's, that's <laughs> hard, too, because you're always, like, in the back of your head, you're just like, you feel like you're going to get a jump scare at some point. Right. Well, yeah, you're just waiting <laughs> for it. Well, it's, yeah. like, it's like 12 hours, four cameras, got to watch one camera at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's 48 hours. It's like. Yep. It's a lot. Sometimes. It is. And, and, and you know. You to, have a kid. Oh, oh, I don't trust him to do that. Stuff. I don't trust him to be. Um, yeah, but you know, to Rob's credit, though, like, like the more stuff you have, right? Yeah, the more you have to review. If you've got, if you've got, uh, like, when we started out, we had one camera and one digital. Yeah, and then you get four hours here and four hours there. It's like it's not so bad. Not a big but deal. But then it's like I got five cameras and four digitals, and it's like four hours ends up being forty hours. Yeah, yeah. and what's cool is uh, so Steve will break down. What he got on his static cameras, uh, which is nice because you know he'll he'll pull those and he'll send those over to me, and I'm like, all right, I can fit these in where I can, you know. And uh, but and I feel like some of our videos, I feel like we have so much stuff that it's just kind of uh, hard for people to digest. But we have such good stuff too that I just don't want to throw it away either, you know. Right. Yeah. And <clears throat> and that's so the thing. Interesting. And that's the thing. That's I guess that's one of the beautiful thing about doing YouTube and being you know a YouTuber in this aspect, right? Right. Is we have control over what we put out into the world. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, also, with that being said, like we have to do the work and put it out into the world. Right. <laughs> right. Like we've got apparitions we've caught on on our YouTube, and you know it's just so crazy. And and like you can't. I mean, I guess you could make it up, but, like, we definitely didn't make it up, you know. In fact, we have one of our videos where we uh, didn't get anything, so we, we still posted it, though, because we want to, you know, show everybody that, hey, not every time you go out you're going to get something. Exactly. You know? And uh, so we're trying to keep it, you know, true to the actual paranormal vibes. We're not trying to, you know, set up a hidden fishing line somewhere or, you know, yeah. whatever, make stuff move. And, you know, because there's – honestly, there's so much there already. Like, we don't need to do that, you know. Mm-mm. And uh, – well, you have a different audience, too. YouTube very, audience very and, and television audience are two totally different things. People don't watch some shows because they're good. People watch shows because they're, they're in love with that guy. Or <laughs> I, I mean, I'll give, you a, I'll give you an example. I'll name one show that I really enjoy because I think it's, it's real. Not, I don't even want to say the word real. I just think it's true to form is Destination Fear. Okay. okay. See, I like the Laydens just seem... And 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 the rest of those the the other guys, I just think they're they're very genuine. They act like people. They mm-hmm. don't go in and they they go Are in over enthusiastic. They're about not stuff. no. They're not well. Maybe to a point. To, to a point. I <laughs> to mean, a point. I mean, mostly Chelsea. Now but, I haven't seen it, so I can't. But it's it, it is a great show. I mean, I give them props for what they do mm-hmm. because I think that I don't want to be the guy that goes out 13 nights in a row and stays in a different place. I'm not saying that's how they actually do it, but that's the format. Yeah. So, so, you know, maybe they take a day or two in between, but they, you know, regardless of how they do it, I don't, there's places that they're staying the night that I don't want to stay the night. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is the one thing we don't ever see, right. Is that, they don't go and do it like we do, right? We go in, we do a one and done. Yeah. We go in, we record, we're out, we edit. That's the world, right? They're multiple days. They're though. multiple days. They're like two, yeah. three days. They make mm-hmm. it look like it's just a one. day. Yeah. 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 So it's not like 12 hours of investigation. It's 36. Right. Yep. And it's like, that's a lot. Yeah. That's yeah. just a lot of time in one spot. Now, granted, I would love to do it, but I'd love to do it on my accord. 
right. not on the producers and the production right. schedule thing. Well, when you know the producers are like, well, you got to do, we got to do this for ratings, mm-hmm. and you know they're not doing anything, and well, most of it can't be done in one take. Yeah, I mean, you could tell where. Otherwise, there'd be no editing necessary, right? Right. So you don't edit. You don't where you put the commercials in the middle of a sentence. I mean, <laughs> right. that's not how it works. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so what what kind of advice would you give? What's one piece of advice you would give somebody who uh, is new to the paranormal who wants to go out and do you know an investigation, whether it's public or private? Go in with an open mind. I mean, that, that's really the most important thing is if you're not open-minded about it, mm-hmm. you're not going to enjoy it. You're, you really aren't. And don't go drunk, uh, for the love of God. Um, or, or stoned. Or stoned. I mean, especially, yeah. you know, go in with an open mind. You know, talk to people while you're there. Get a better understanding. Ask questions because anybody that is an experienced investigator, it doesn't even matter if they've only done it a handful of times, they can pretty much answer your questions. So, oh, yeah. so that that's really all I would have. What about you, Rob? You know, I completely agree with that. Um, I would say, you know, if if it's if technology you're interested in or. Uh, whether the fact that maybe you see more things than other people see, you know, um, I would say you do some research because, you know, there's a lot out there. Now, whether whether you know what to look for, I guess, could be a whole other thing. But the more you absorb, the more knowledge you can kind of go in there with and uh, have that at your back. And as far as, like, you know, you want to go investigate somewhere for the first time, I would say get an EVT, EVP device, some kind of recorder. And a K2. And a K2. Very helpful. You know, find a hot spot, pull out your EVP, and start asking questions, you know. And if it's a place that has history, ask something that pertains to that history. Uh, that's I would say that's probably the best best way to go about it. So, and the EVPs, those are just, you know, you can't, you can't make that stuff up. So, when those things come through, it's like, whoa, something, you know. If you were a skeptic before, you're definitely not going to be a skeptic after that. So and it makes you want to go and do it more. It really to does. get more EVPs. Yeah, so. I mean, I got chills up my back just talking about it. You know, so it's just it's, <laughs> it's crazy. been too long though, man. It's been too long. Yeah. I mean, we we it's hard to find places in between. You know, it's and we're pretty fortunate being in Utah with all these. There is a lot right now. It's it's really cold out. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff we're trying to find now, we're trying to find indoor stuff. Yeah, um, there's not much though. Come I mean, summertime though, we have an arsenal of yeah. stuff that we want to do. Well, that, that's what makes it nice, right? Yeah. We live in we live in a town or a state that was a crossroads state. Yeah, you know, people were going to the gold fields, coming back from the gold fields, right? Yep. Um, there's a huge, rich history with the Mormon settlers mm-hmm. and stuff that's happened in Utah. Um, so, uh, the Golden Spike, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the the, the Transcontinental Railroad and all mm-hmm. of this stuff. So, the, it's a wonderful state to be in. Um, at least from from that aspect, and in, and if you're not of the paranormal, right? There's ghost towns everywhere. Yeah, we want to go down to so Delta. True. My wife wants to go down to down to Delta, where that's where her dad's from, and we haven't been down to the ghost towns in Delta. Of course, we're probably gonna take the side by side to get out there to yeah. some of the places she wants to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, which is no big deal. Just can't pack quite as much equipment. Um, because I only got a two seater. Ah, now I got a reason to buy a four seater. <laughs> there you go. No but, better you than me. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, there's a pretty good chance that uh, 
we'll get down there in places you can actually go outside. I mean, nighttime investigating down mm-hmm. in, you know, in the boonies. It won't be 100 degrees. It'll be comfortable because it can get cooler at yeah. night. You know, mm-hmm. we don't. Not like Florida, where it's ninety when you get up and ninety when you go to bed, and eighty um, percent humidity the right? oh, entire day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was enough for thirty years. But you know, so it, it, it yeah, we want to get out and, yeah, do, and do more. Excited. You know, yeah, there's so much stuff that I feel like hasn't even been done yet that I have just you know sitting in the back of my head that I want to go do. You know, I want to do that massacre place wherever that is. Around. Oh, God, oh, the Cedar Valley stinks. Is that yeah. what it's called, Cedar Valley? But it's, whatever. It's close. It's or Cedar. It's in Cedar City, right? The, it starts with an M. It's the yeah that I can't remember. I got wonderful stories about that, but we'll leave that part for another time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a question though before we go. Yes, absolutely. So everybody talks about paranormal bucket list. So I want to mm. know. What is a location that's on your bucket list that's, one, in the state of Utah, and then two, just in the U.S., and then three, outside of this country? Ooh, Ooh, three-parter. It's a (laughs) three-parter. Yeah, I want to do the Ram's Head Inn over in uh, Europe, and it's from the, I think it's from the 1200s or the 1400s, somewhere So it's fairly new. Yeah. (laughs) In fact, the road next to it has been like, built over so many times it's like 10 feet taller than the uh front door is nice. so they had to build stairs down to it and uh that place is old when it's built with mud and straw in between the frames nice and sticks and stuff and uh anyway that place you know they uh they found two children bodies into it in it and they found a mummified cat and they just i watched a group do it and i'm i fell in love with that place it's just so old and the history there is so cool and the way the house was built you know, nothing is level. They didn't have levels back then, right? So, uh, you know, the walls are slightly, you know, arched over, and it's just really cool. And uh, so that would probably be my out of out of the U.S. place. Um, what about in the U.S.? Oh, my goodness. Where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you only get I, one. I know. <laughs> um, you know, there's this one place, I think it's down in Texas, called the Bel Air House. And, um, now I don't know a whole lot of history about it, but I think it was, um, related to the miners of that era and the house next to it. I believe somebody died in that house as well. I could be wrong. So don't quote me on that. However, the house next to it is abandoned and then, but they do, uh, you know, they have a lot of stuff moving in that house, a lot of positive, well, some positive and a lot of negative, but they have, a lot of a lot of movement in that house, which is kind of interesting. So, you know, and that's something I don't normally see, I would say, on an investigation is something moving. So that would be really cool. I only had one thing move, and that was at Benson Grist Mill, and I could it could possibly jo- be jocked up to vibration from my spirit portal. You know, so that's hard to say, but I had a an orgone move. So I I think I would probably go with the Bel Air house just okay. because uh, you know, from what it's known for. Um, as far as Utah, I'm not, one you haven't done yet. One I haven't done yet. It could be one mm. that you got scheduled. It doesn't matter, yeah. but it's one, just one that you haven't done yet that you want to do. Um, I would like to find the old cabin to uh, was it Billy the Kid or no? Um, I know which one you're talking about. It's out by Vernal, Sundance, Utah. Maybe it's the Sundance Kid. It's, I'm thinking it, of. Yeah, it's, it's out in Vernal, Utah. Yeah, it's one of the two. Um, and there's a whole lot of conspiracy on he was buried here or he was buried over here. Um, so I would like to, um, 
go find his tiny little, I think it's like a 10 by 10 cabin or an eight by eight cabin out in the middle of the woods. And yeah. uh, a lot of it's, it's hidden. I, you could probably dig it up on the internet somewhere, but um, I had seen one group find it and, but they didn't do it. It wasn't a paranormal group that found it. It was a different, uh, like different urban show. explorer. Yeah. And, uh, and it was actually on television series. Um, but I think that would be probably pretty cool. But, you know, there's so many here, too. Uh, a lot of them are closed down, so we can't do them anyway. Like the right. Ben Loman Hotel, for example, now they're apartments. <gasps> I know. Yes. We looked at that. Just, <laughs> what, last month we were looking at yeah, that? Yeah, just last month. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would have probably been my go-to. But, you know, that's like we've researched it and we can't, you know, there's no way we can get into there either. Yep. But, yeah. Exactly. What about you? State of Utah. I want to investigate the entire realm of Jacob City because it isn't there anymore. Yeah, Jacob City. Definitely want to check that out. Do you guys know where that's at? Not heard no, of that uh-uh. one. It's it's this mountain right over here. Well, sorry, right over there. Go, yeah. From uh, you know where Stockton is. Just past south of Tooele. I will say this. I am absolutely <laughs> atrociously <laughs> okay, bad yeah, with yeah, Utah geography, but I know where Tooele is at. Okay, it's 10 minutes outside of Tooele. Okay. Maybe 15, but regardless, it's an old mining town that's no longer there. Uh, there are some still some freestanding buildings. Um, I know where everything that used to be there is located to check that out. There is an abandoned mine there that I would really like to check out because I know there was some disasters at that abandoned mine. Um, as far as outside of the state, the old Ohio state penitentiary the old the ohio state reformatory reformatory right? yes. oh yeah that's that is definitely the one ohio reformatory um outside of the country it really don't matter you like just give me because if you go scott anywhere i was just gonna say scotland, scotland or ireland or england i don't i don't care outside it or maybe even romania but any place because that's twice as old as here Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> all of Europe, right? Yeah, all of Europe. So anywhere. Cool. I mean, I don't really have a one place in Europe because I really don't know enough just about any it. Just any place. Just, just like, any place. It's like throw a dart at the map. That's all you I'll, have to do. And I'll just go there. Especially yeah. if, you're, if you're in Scotland, you just throw a rock and you're like, yeah, there's Nessie. There she is. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I heard you guys talking about that Edinburgh church. Wasn't it a church? Edinburgh Castle, yeah. Castle, yeah. yeah. No, I wish that we would had be castles cool. here. That would be That would so be amazing. Cool. Well, there are castles Pythian Castle in Ohio. Yep. Pythian Castle. Pythian Castle right. would be a great one. Loveland Castle. Yeah, there are a bunch of out east, really? especially okay. those yeah. old castles. So yeah, I'm going to give a runner-up to Utah, though. And that'd be a place that hasn't been investigated at all, because I've been trying for since I longer than I've known him to get in there, is the old paper mill. Oh, yeah. Cottonwood the old mill in Sandy. Oh, right, right. Yeah. I would love to get in that place because there were a lot of accidents there. My wife knows the owners, but it doesn't do any good. Oh, but I man. would love to investigate that place. But in the condemned state that it's in, it's, they, yeah. they won't do it. Well, Too and, dangerous, And yeah. that's where like it gets tough, right? Like <laughs> We have this window in, of time, right? Which is, which is one of the reasons why I'm so baffled by Europe. Right, because like you go to this building in Europe, and you're like, "When was it built?" Twelve twenty-five, and you're like, "Well, that was eight hundred years ago. Well, it's still standing." <laughs> yeah, and you're like, "You like you go to the here, and you're like, when was that building built?'" Oh, that was fifteen years ago. You're like, "You can't walk in that building you without dying." Yeah. yeah. So it's just 
it's it's tough because if you don't get in after if this the building becomes abandoned, mm-hmm. Mother Nature destroys our stuff so fast. Now. Yes, especially with the salt here. Oh man. Yeah. Well, it's just the weather, right? The, yeah. The, we do get fairly wind. cold. We do get excruciatingly hot, and then the wind. To Jamie's mm-hmm. credit, and and the earthquakes, right? Yeah. Not like they're huge earthquakes in Utah, right? The biggest one we've had in recent history is only a five point four, yeah. right? Granted, on the earthquake scale, that's pretty pretty right. minor. It, it was big it enough for me. Scared the living crap out of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all of us. I mean, I'd, I'll take hurricanes over earthquakes anytime. <laughs> yeah, that's the only hurricanes. The only natural disaster I have yet to be in. Uh, I've been in all the rest of them. It's really not a big deal. See, I mean, if you get a cat five, of course that's bad. But if you get a cat five, anything that's bad. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, but I've been in a couple hurricanes. And it's like yeah, it's some wind and some rain. But man, that earthquake because you don't know it's coming. Yeah, you there don't is know. no There's preparation. The aftershocks that you know kind of. And it, but it's weird because I you. did know to go to the doorway. I did know the to door stand frame. in the door frame. I knew to yeah. do that. I don't know why mm-hmm. I knew to do that. It must have been something that I learned. TV, probably. TV or something so long ago, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I don't want to. I, I don't want to do another one of those. Well, no, because <laughs> when, when those happen, you don't know how intense it's going to get. No. No, because it builds, right? It can build. Yeah. And, and you're keep like, building. You're like, oh. And you just don't know. When's it going to stop? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You yep. just don't know. So, but, you know, we want to thank you guys for coming on and uh, hanging yeah, out with you. us. Um, but uh, where can they find you guys out there? So we're on uh, Facebook and under Broken Wings Paranormal. Um, we are a private group, so if you add us, there will be a little questionnaire. So please give us a shot. We do try to stay pretty active on that. We post our apparitions. You know, anything we catch, we'll dumb it down to a small segment and, you know, post it on there for everybody. So it's really cool. Um, we're also on Instagram under Broken Wings underscore or I'm sorry, broken underscore wings underscore paranormal, you know, because <laughs> it was already taken. And then um, let's see, what YouTube. else? YouTube. And that's kind of our, all our content goes there. And that's a uh, broken wings paranormal. So it's pretty cool. And there's uh there's about six of us in the group, six to seven. We have a couple floaters, you know, but um, it, it just comes that scheduling thing. You know, everybody's schedule just doesn't always hit the right date. It can be hard to get everyone together yeah. in one spot. Yeah, exactly. we, we feel your pain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and any events that we're doing are definitely posted in, in advance. Anything we're inviting the public to will be posted well in advance. Prices are always reasonable. So, And that's going to be up on your guys' YouTube page? Or do you guys post them somewhere That'll else? That'll be on Facebook. Facebook on Facebook. Yeah. Okay, do you guys do you guys post them up on Eventbrite or anything like that? No, we no. haven't jumped into anything like that. Okay. Yeah. No, cool. Venmo Maybe doesn't charge the... people fees and I don't believe in charging people fees on top of paying a fee to do something to begin with. So yeah. why why have a fee on top of a fee on top of a yeah, fee? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, check them out, guys. Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. check them out. Thank you guys. Um and then come check us out on uh on Facebook at uh, Cold Spot Paranormal Research and uh, on Instagram at Cold Spot underscore paranormal underscore research (laughs) Uh, and on Twitter at CPR paranormal. Yeah. And uh, like always stay ghosty, my peeps. Thank you for listening to the Paranormal Peeps Podcast. 
You can find us on social media at Twitter at CPR Paranormal, on Facebook at Paranormal Peeps Podcast and Cold Spot Paranormal Research. And you can find us on Instagram at Cold Spot underscore Paranormal underscore Research.